Hey everyone, thanks for joining us and welcome back to Off the Water. I'm your host, Darth Yacker. Uh, as a reminder, this is a live broadcast and soon-to-be podcast in which we discuss everything kayak fishing related. Today, I'm joined by my co-host and technical guru, Tyler Caldwell. Uh, we affectionately call Tyler the intern. Uh, he takes care of everything behind the scenes, uh, production, post-production, everything like that. So uh, joining us tonight, we have Josh Thompson, current president of the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. Josh is going to discuss Bayou Coast history uh, to some extent and its relationship with one of our big sponsors, the Backpacker, over the years. Also joining us tonight is Brock Miller with the Backpacker. <clears throat> Brock is a current member of the club. He's also a student at LSU. Um, and in his free time, he works at the Backpacker and is one of their go-to guys when it comes to kayaks. Uh, for anyone looking to get into kayak fishing or perhaps looking to upgrade or get a new kayak, Brock is going to provide us the pros and cons of the various kayaks that Backpacker has to offer, some of the services they offer in regard to modifications, and basically outfitting your uh, your kayak once you've selected the type of kayak you want. Uh, you also have a chance to ask Brock any questions about purchasing or rigging the kayak or any other services they offer during this broadcast. Uh, before we get started with our guests, we want to announce that registration for Chout Challenge is uh, now open. In addition to cash prizes, this is the second qualifying event for the championship series. A top 15 finish qualifies the angler for the third annual Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club Championship. Uh, also, this is the second event in which anglers can earn points for Angler of the Year. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Trout Challenge as the tournament approaches, and we hope to have some guests on who can provide you some tips on where to fish and how to fish for this tournament. So before we get started with our guest, uh, Tyler, uh, did you get an opportunity to go fishing this weekend? Yeah, um, you know, I'm in the middle of a, a bathroom remodel project, so uh, I'm kind of having to stay close to the house right now and just get a few hours in the morning on my weekends. But uh, I went, I launched over at um, Bayou Barbary in Santa Mall, which is a little bayou that feeds into the Amy River and did a little freshwater fishing for a few hours and caught a couple bass and, and a a shoe pick, which I'm sure is making Aaron LaRose's mouth water if he's listening right now. But, now, uh, did you, uh, did you uh, brought the shoe pick home with you to eat? No, I didn't. Uh, that's not my style for sure. Safely caught and released all your fish this weekend. That's correct. <laughs> Good deal. I, I also had a chance to go out. Uh, I went um, with one of the club members, uh, Charles Miller. Uh, he goes by Snake Doc. We actually went out to Hope Dale. He showed me some new areas. Um, uh, he wanted to focus on, he's a, Chuck's a big fly fisherman. He wanted to focus on uh, catching some redfish, but uh, on the way out to our spot, we were uh, trolling some baits in a, in a deeper canal and started picking up trout. So I gave the redfish about 15 minutes, then went back out to the canal and <laughs> kept on fishing for trout. And I actually did, did okay, caught about 15 trout. A um, couple, couple throwbacks, but uh, we were trolling some, some soft plastics in about seven foot of water. Uh, one of the plastics I used was actually the one we had for Minimalist Challenge the week before. Uh, the, the little ripple bait with the, with the ridges on it. For some reason, the trout loved that, paired it up with a death grip jig head and uh, had a blast sitting there going up and down a canal, um, one mile an hour pedaling real softly, just watching that rod bend over and, and hooked up. So definitely a fun day. Looking forward to when this weather starts warming up a little bit. We'll have some people on to talk about um, – uh, about trout challenge and, and then uh, double trouble and, and paddle palooza coming up soon. So uh, I think that the really good fishing is just around the corner uh, as these cold fronts start uh, pushing past us. Uh, you know, another interesting thing I saw today on Facebook, uh, Tyler, I don't know if you caught that post that Matt Vayan had about the redfish he caught down in Leeville. 
I did see that. Yeah, the big old bait fish in its in its belly. Yeah, I don't know if it showed up on yours, but on mine, Facebook had it blurred out as it contained violent or graphic content. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah, so actually what I had to do was was uh, allow Facebook to uh, to show me the picture. I had to give it permission to show me a fish being cleaned. Uh, so I'm not sure when a picture of a fish being cleaned became violent or graphic content. Uh, you know, I guess it's that day and age we live in now. Um when uh, when people are easily offended, but anyway, you know, certainly that was a huge uh, bait fish. I don't know if it was a mullet or or, or whatever, but that was a, a pretty impressive uh, piece of bait that those redfish can eat down here. So, also, uh, just before we get to Josh, I, I want to give a big shout out to the LSU uh, basketball team. Huge victory tonight over Kentucky on the road. Uh, I think they were playing a, a top five team in Kentucky, and, and that team is certainly looking impressive. And I know we're all looking forward to watching uh, a little bit more LSU as, as we get closer to March Madness. Um, all right, so let's go over to Josh Thompson. Josh, how you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you, Sean? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You did any fishing this weekend? No, nah, had to work. <laughs> it seems to be the case for most weekends. So yeah, I, I think I'm gonna take off the next Saturday and go to a secret location and. This Saturday, right? Is it the yeah, 16th? this coming Saturday. Yeah, 16th. I think we're. I think we might be fishing together Saturday, at yeah. the uh, at the secret location. The secret location. The secret location. So uh, not not hopefully the secret location that Aaron fished this weekend. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Different part of the state. Absolutely, absolutely. So look, uh, Josh, you're currently serving as president of Bayou Coast. I know you started your term um, uh, this year. You replaced Aaron Aaron LaRose, who we had on uh, last year. Tell us a little bit about how you got started with the club and, uh, you know, what prompted you to, to, to become an officer in the, in the club? So in 2009, I'd really started getting into kayak uh, fishing and just getting some information for it. Uh, I was working uh, in Houston for a year. I had to do a, a year in Houston. Our office was slow, so I moved over there. So just a lot of research in the evenings, uh, staying in my camper by myself checking out the Bayou Coast website, seeing what was going on. Uh, a lot of interesting people in there, was giving out a lot of good information. So uh, I joined the club and probably didn't put a kayak in my truck or on the water for probably about nine months. So I finally made it back home and uh, was able to sign up for a Fallen Tide in 2011. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 2010. And uh, I had purchased a, a 2010 Wilderness Systems Ride 135 from the backpacker and took that down to... It's like uh, your first love. You, you always remember that first one, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Always hold a special place in your heart. It was beautiful. So Fallen Tide at that time was at Delta Marina. And as I recall, there was probably not the numbers that we have now there was probably 50 guys there and uh, I had my wife with me because I was totally by myself so she stayed in the cabin at Delta Marina for the weekend but I met some lifelong friends that weekend uh, I, I helped them cook uh, that weekend you know frying fish french fries we fried corn on the cob that <laughs> tournament I don't think we've done it since then but it was pretty interesting uh, met a few officers. Uh, one of the officers, he was a sponsorship coordinator. His name was Dave Underwood. He's passed away now, but, uh, he, he took me in kind of like his son, uh, on that trip, showed me around and, you know, how the club works and stuff. And I, I was in love from that moment on. So, uh, 
started fishing a lot of the tournaments after that. And uh, actually, I followed him as sponsorship coordinator. Uh, he, I guess he took me under his wing and groomed me. So I was a sponsorship coordinator for two years. Uh, had to take a little hiatus for a couple of years. We built a house, took a lot of uh, time from me. So uh, took a hiatus for a couple of years, jumped back in two years ago and uh just trying to go full force since then but it's you know you get in this club and you make lifelong friends uh with people that otherwise you would not have met you got the same interest uh able to cut up and have a good time you know several weekends out of the year yeah absolutely uh you know i've made i made many friends including you and tyler and brock here with us tonight uh in this club and uh it's been a huge part of my life and i'm sure it's a huge part of everyone's life uh who's on here to away from it for two years, even, uh, even having to build a house. And I'm sure that was difficult leaving some of these friendships and uh, I'm sure you were excited getting back in. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, um, I, uh, I had actually owned a boat and, uh, some friends of mine about four years ago, uh, convinced me to go into kayak fishing. And, uh, it was, a, it was a time in my life when I was going through a lot of, uh, a lot of issues emotionally, just a lot of pressure, newborn kid job, you know, same thing. I think a lot of us go through, uh, during that age. And, um, one of the things I, I, I didn't like about my boat was that it added extra stress, uh, in my life when I'd go fishing. Cause you're worried about, you know, am I going to break down? If I break down, am I 30 minutes away from the launch? Who's going to get me in? And so they brought me out kayak fishing. Uh, it was, uh, the first time I ever went was the Friday before fallen tide, um, a few years back. And, uh, I fished fallen tide the next day and took, I think, uh, third place, big red, uh, the next day. And I was in a, um, uh, just, a just a paddle kayak, uh, a friend of mine loaned me. And since then I, I've been hooked. Um, and I know kayak fishing has really taken off over the last 10 years. You know, we're seeing things from just a simple, you know, paddle kayak where you're, you're almost like in a little canoe to the, the things they've got out now, the kayaks they have out now, very sophisticated, the electronics, everything that, that can go on it. And, and certainly we're going to talk to, um, to Brock about that in a little bit. Um, tell us how you, how you have seen this club grow and how sponsors like the backpacker have influenced this club's growth over the years. So Bayou coast kayak fishing club started in around 19, I'm sorry, 2005, right around the time of, uh, Katrina. Uh, you go back to the original guys, Todd Lewis, Brendan Bayard, Tommy Eubanks, uh, I'm going to leave out a lot of names, but those are some of the original guys. Uh, I love to hear Tommy tell the story. His first kayak, he, he found it, you know, just stuck in the weeds in a bayou somewhere. And he, he started fishing out of it. And, you know, everybody knows the story of uh, Tommy Eubanks, things he's done over the last, uh, you know, 14 years or, or even longer than that, I guess, uh, his fishing escapades. So, uh so yeah, they they started back then, and it was just a small group of guys who discovered that there are other people who get into plastic boats and and fish. So uh, I, th I think the first paddle palooza, the first year they had two paddle paloozas. They didn't have a falling tide, so they you know each guy would put up twenty bucks, and they headed down to Grand Isle, Leeville, wherever, and you know we'll go fish for a few hours, and then we'll come back after lunch and. Whoever's got the heaviest fish wins. Uh, and to see it change over the years uh, with the help of all of our sponsors, uh, Backpacker, Hobie being one of them, 
it's phenomenal. I think uh, the biggest year we've had at Paddlepalooza was well over 300. Uh, other tournaments in the area that got phenomenal numbers. Fallen Tide got to about 250 at a certain time. Uh, it's it's crazy how the club's grown. Uh, in just the nine years, ten years since I've been in the club, the numbers have increased significantly. Uh, I think a lot of that's probably due to Facebook, social media. You're able to get out there a lot more, but yeah, you know, it, it goes to our sponsors too. Uh, we have phenomenal prizes, especially at Fallen Town Paddle Palooza. I don't think there's another country, uh, another club in the country that Hobie uh, deals with the backpacker, and we get a uh, pro angler and an outback. Uh, we used to get a third kayak. I think the backpacker stepped up the last few years and given us a $1,000 gift card to the backpacker for third place. So that goes a long way against a kayak if that's what you wanted. But you think about that, that's two kayaks uh, for Fallen Tide, two kayaks for Paddlepalooza that Hobie and the backpackers getting us. Uh, so you, you go back, they've been doing that for over 10 years. So that, there's several kayaks that they've given to the club. And uh, it's just a great sponsorship with those guys. So I was talking to Todd Lewis about the uh, backpacker. You know, how did that get started? And it was before Michael Matthews had taken over the backpacker. His dad, Dale, was still running the backpacker. And, you know, Todd had run around to a few different places and sold kayaks and things. And uh, he he kept getting the cold shoulder. And, you know, he was in Baton Rouge one day and he stopped at the backpacker and Mr. Dale was in there. And Todd went in and kind of introduced himself and told him what, they were doing and mr dale was on board you know as soon as he finished the first sentence he said well look we're in we're we're gonna invest in this club and we're gonna help y'all so and they've never looked back since michael took over the backpacker uh you know anytime you go in there whatever we need michael's great to the club they they push us 100 percent, and uh they've got the backing from hobie like I said, that Hobie doesn't do that for any other club in the United States that we know of. So kudos to Hobie, the backpacker. Brock, thanks for what y'all do over there. Uh, if it wasn't for y'all, you know, this club definitely wouldn't be what they are today. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the, the type of kayaks they're providing, they're, they're not providing, you know, bottom-of-the-line kayaks. We're, we're talking pro anglers that run brand new, about $3,500. Uh, yeah. Outbacks, you know, $2,800 or so. Uh, these are top of the line kayaks that they're providing and they've been doing it for a long time now. Um, and, and uh, you know, those prizes go to where when you have a tournament like a Paddlepalooza or a Fallen Tide, you're able to take a lot of that money that you're getting from the entry fees and buy things like uh, the tournament T-shirts that everybody gets when they when they enter the tournament and then take the cash money and spread it out over more prizes. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Generally, when they have that, there, there's multiple categories for people to to to, to possibly place in, and that's the the, the leopard, um, not the leopard, but the um, the slam category with the redfish, trout, and flounder. Big fish for the redfish, trout, flounder, and the leopard red. And uh, if we were just dividing that pot of money um, for uh, just one or two places, then you wouldn't have you know all these different places to go around. So you have many many different opportunities to to win in place. Even if you're not a great fisherman, it's a good time. You're coming out there 
you know, you, you, maybe you get on a, a redfish, you finish fourth in a big red category, or you get a, a redfish with, uh, you know, 10 spots, and all of a sudden you, you're taking home nice prizes. Wouldn't be possible without uh, sponsors like the Backpacker who are ponying up these big prizes for people to come out and fish. I know most of us certainly, um, you know, repay that kindness. Uh, I've bought, in, uh, bought uh, my last three kayaks have been um, Hobies and all from the Backpacker. So certainly, uh, you know, I go over there and even though I live in Metairie and New Orleans area, I'm going to drive out to Baton Rouge and, 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 you know, use my money and pay my money to places like that that also contribute to the club. So um, you see a lot of that going on. Um, you know, so one of the things you notice is that there are a lot of good kayaks out there uh, that have the pedal drives. I mean, the pedals, all the rage, you know, whether it's the Hobie, the Native, the Jackson, a lot of different kayaks out there uh, with the pedals. You know, it's, it's very popular. Uh, it basically, be hands-free fishing. But one thing I notice in Louisiana is that Hobies, by and far, just dominate the Louisiana landscape. Um, can you give me some thoughts as to why you think that is as compared to some of the other kayak brands, which are certainly good brands, but we see a lot more Hobies in Louisiana than we do in, in uh, than the other kayaks. So I'll give a, another name out that everybody knows. Brennan Bayard, uh, you know, he was he was one of the originals in the group, and he had a mindset that, you know, don't just go for the local companies, go for the big manufacturers. And uh, he was in with the backpacker, and Hobie was one of the kayaks that, you know, he liked. So he reached out to Hobie and uh, Morgan and, those guys over there stepped up and kind of worked out a deal through the backpacker. Hobie's given so much. Uh, and I think that's a lot of it. Uh, yeah, the captain's bags, they gave us the bags, the, their names all, all over everything. Uh, and not to mention their phenomenal kayaks. Got one right here. Love is it. That a, is that a backpacker <laughs> sticker on it? Where? Right, is that right. a backpacker sticker? I think that's a backpacker sticker with the rainbows. Is that I think it, it is. Yeah, yeah I think it came it from is. the backpacker. Absolutely. And I know you've got the, the Hobie Kayak team members, and I think what you've seen in Louisiana, at least, is a, a concerted effort by Hobie to really push their product, and I think it's paid off huge dividends down here with the number of Hobie Kayaks you'll see on the water uh, anytime you go out, especially for any of our bigger tournaments. You know, if I had to guess, as far as pedal-driven kayaks, I'd guess 80 to 90% of them are Hobies. Yeah. And, and not to mention too, uh, I think the first or second Hobie worlds tournament was held in Texas. Uh, the next time it came back to the U S it was right here in Leeville. Uh, yeah. and, and you listen to all the guys that fished that tournament. They loved it. They loved Louisiana, uh, Morgan and Keaton, those guys come and fish in Louisiana. Uh, it just kind of goes to show what kind of, uh, fishing resources we have. Backpackers support of kayak fishing is not just limited to Bayou Coast, obviously. They've done other things to promote the, the, the sport of kayak fishing in the state of Louisiana. And, and I find that the more we can do to support the sport, and not specifically our club, but the sport, you know, the more uh, opportunities we have to open up uh, kayak-specific launches in the state. Uh, you see what Leeville did with opening up their, uh, their kayak launch. Um, You've got Eddie and Lisa Mullen down in Point of Shin opened up what is essentially a kayak-only marina 
you know, they'll, they'll sell a lot of bait to the, to the boats, but it, it is specifically focused on kayaks. And you're seeing other marinas do the same thing with Hopedale Marina. They've opened up a, a kayak launch over there. And I think as these marina owners and operators are seeing the growth of the sport, they are really kind of trying to start focusing on this, this aspect of the market that, hey, we can, we can get these guys in here because they also have money. I mean, just because you don't have a $50,000 boat doesn't mean they're not willing to go out and spend money at those marinas. Um, so I know with, with backpackers specifically, they've done other things to promote the sport of kayak fishing in Louisiana. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So probably one of the first ones was uh, there's a little tournament that they held in Grand Isle. I think the first year was the year before the oil spill. It's called Ride the Bull. And I think they had, you know, about 50 to 100 guys at that first tournament. And, you know, that was great. They planned the second one and the oil spill happened and uh, kind of put things off for a little bit. But the year after the oil spill, uh, Danny Ray and his wife uh, rescheduled the Ride the Bull tournament. And I want to, I don't know the exact numbers, but I know there was over a hundred people there. Uh, I was at that one. It was, uh, it was, uh, pretty phenomenal. Uh, and it just kept growing and kept growing. Uh, there's a, there's a kayak launch in Grand Isle on the backside of the island. that's named after Danny and his wife. She passed away from cancer. Uh, just phenomenal people in Grand Isle. And, you know, they started this tournament and it got so big, uh, the backpacker stepped in, started donating kayaks for the prizes, uh, different organizations. Uh, but that, that's one of the first thing the backpacker jumped in outside of Bayou Coast. Uh, that's not our tournament. You know, that's something that Danny and his wife started. And, you know, we helped every way we could possibly help them. Uh, and then when she got sick, the uh, CCA kind of helped take that over. But Danny and his wife got that tournament. I want to say we almost had 800 anglers at one of the events. Uh, I think it was, crazy. It, was, it was listed as, as the largest kayak tournament in the world, as I recall. Yeah, yeah. If you Google Ride the Bull and you go look at some of those aerial photographs of all the kayaks in Caminata Pass, it's it's crazy. Uh you know, and these two people love that community so much and the kayak community. i tell you what, Josh, we're having a little difficulty with you, I think, uh, on, on your internet speed. We're going to have to upgrade that. But, uh, you know, we're wrapping up with your segment anyway. Uh, let's switch over to Brock Miller now. Um, uh, Brock, uh, just to, just re before we get to you, just a reminder to our viewers, feel free to post questions or the comment section. Uh, Tyler's going to take a look at them. Hopefully we'll get to you. Uh, so feel free to ask any questions you have of Brock during this segment. So Brock, um, I've gotten to know you over the last year or two. Uh, I know I remember running into you uh, fishing in, in Golden Meadow, I think. I've gotten to know you over uh, the last year or so. And I have to say that, that you are generally one of those good guys. You know, uh, we're proud to have you as a member of the club. Uh, I know I see you taking out your little brother fishing. Uh, your dad and your little brother, I think they were both fishing Minimalist Challenge this year. Yeah, yeah they were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we're looking forward to you growing with the club as you, as you get older. Um, how old are you now? 19. 19. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and becoming an officer, I think I was actually urging you a little bit to, to become an officer. And you were like, Sean, I'm just getting to LSU. I've got some things to focus on between work, you know, girlfriend, the school, everything else going on. But uh, 
you know, as soon as you get out and, and, and your life gets to where, you know, you're like, man, I need to, I need to do something. You're going to be an officer. And, and we really look forward to that time because, um, you know, you, you're a big part of what you do. Uh, you know, and we're, we're certainly glad to have you aboard. aboard. Now, um, I think you're currently at LSU, right? Yes, sir. Yep. And, uh, and what's your major over there? Uh, major in marketing. In marketing. Okay. So, so great opportunity here. You've got the backpacker hat on. So you're certainly uh, representing the employer well today. Now, I know when you're not in school and you're not fishing, you work at the backpacker. Um, how long have you been there? Since uh, last January, so a little over a year. A little over a year. And so, you know, uh, I know I've gotten to recently experience this, but um, it's not often we get to work and play at the same time. But I have a feeling that you really enjoy what you do over there. Yeah, I mean, you uh, couldn't ask for anything better going into work and, and talking to people about fishing for most of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. So j- just real quick, we're going to start talking about kayaks here in a minute. But um, Backpacker, I think it's got two locations. Is that correct? Yeah, Baton Rouge and Lafayette. Okay, and the one in Baton Rouge is there on, uh, I think, on Jefferson Highway, right? Yeah. So aside from kayaks, uh, tell us a little bit more about the Backpacker, what type of things they offer. Uh, I was telling a little story before we got involved here that my first experience with a Backpacker was uh, – probably about 30 years ago, I'm showing my age when I was about 13 or 14. And, um, we were going skiing to steamboat Colorado and, uh, we went to the backpacker and they basically outfitted us, put the trip together and all that. Um, so I know that's something you tell us a little bit more about what the backpacker does aside from, from the kayak line of business it has. Yeah. So we, uh, we actually have a full service travel agency. So not just ski, ski trips, we can really plan whatever trip you need us to do. Um, but Ski trips are definitely the main one. I think we had we actually chartered two planes to steamboat this year, which was a really big year for us. So we're jacked up about that. But um, uh, really, besides that, one of the biggest ski shops around the uh, southern United States. So, I mean, once once people come in, it kind of reminds them of some of the shops they see when they go out west. Um, but besides that, upstairs, we've got a bunch of uh, hiking gear, hiking packs. A lot of people come hiking looking to hike the AT, a lot of those big trails. So really we, we try to have somebody come in and then outfit them for everything they need for their trip. Hey, so you, you guys sell, uh, sell shoes, um, yeah, you know, shoes, for clothing. Um, yeah, sw- actually switching into the, into the summer, summer spring wear right now. So we got a lot of our fall stuff marked down. Um, if y'all want to come pick through that, but yeah, right now kind of moving into summer stuff. Um, a lot of stuff like that. So uh, some of the clothing lines y'all sell, the Patagonia? Yeah, we got Patagonia, Expo, the Free Fly has been really popular lately. I don't know if anybody's tried that out, but um, really good stuff for the kayak. Um, got Olakai flip-flops coming in, which are real popular with a lot of our guys. Um, a lot of hiking shoes, too. Okay. And I know um, uh, in addition to the kayaks, you also sell, you know, some accessories, you know, fins, rods, things of that nature that that people may need. Yeah, a lot of the Hobie accessories, um, really, I've kind of picked it up this year and uh, brought in a lot, a lot of new stuff um, that, that guys have been asking for in the past. So kind of transitioning into, into that season right now. So if, if you came in now, it'd probably be a little bit different from a couple months ago because we, we kind of expanded the boat room a little bit. Now, I know if, if Louisiana had a little bit better weather, say we were in Tennessee, you know, I, I know you all sell a lot of uh, camping accessories too, tents. I see some really comfortable chairs and everything. I think, you know, wow, I'd really like to buy this. I just don't want to camp in Louisiana, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Hot mosquitoes. But, yeah. But do y'all sell all that there? 
Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's talk kayaks. I know, uh, you, you know, we, uh, the, the club has a, a forum that we have, um, and we have a Facebook page and a lot of times we get these new guys coming in. And the first question they ask is, uh, what kayak do I buy? And they'll get a million responses because everybody thinks their kayak's the best. You know, they, they, they all love it and, uh, everything. So I'm sure you probably get that question when, when someone comes in and, uh, you know, we, we tell them, say, look, if you want to get in a kayak, you know, go see so-and-so at the backpacker and, you know, and, and go look, you know, and test drive and, and, and do these mm-hmm. things. So when someone comes in and they say, uh, you know, Brock, uh, I like to buy a kayak, uh, you know, but I don't know anything about them. How, how do you walk them through that process as far as selecting a kayak? Um, first, I really try to figure out like what they're going to do with it. So if you're just doing a casual paddling trip, going to LSU lakes or one of the bayous around, you don't need something crazy like a, like a pro angler or an outback. Um, but for a lot of our fishing guys, that's what they're looking for is something hands-free, something they can do crazy distances. Like you got guys like Aaron Clay, I have a Revo myself. And I think we were talking about it in the Facebook page today doing these 20 mile trips. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of a different, different demographic, but yeah, like just figure He's out. He's a beast. He's a beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just kind of figure out what they're using it for. Um, kind of if they're ready to jump head first into it or kind of start out with a, a lower end kayak to work their way up. But that's just is kind of what I like to do with them. Okay. So, um, I know backpacker, uh, carry. There's a lot of different types of kayaks over there and different, uh, that you guys carry. Um, we, we definitely carry Hobie kayaks, got a full line of those. Um, actually just got a, a fresh shipment with a bunch of new colors. We also have wilderness systems and perception, and uh, we do have a couple of mad river canoes as well. Okay, um, and so obviously the the Hobies are going to be your your pedal driven kayaks, correct? With the Mirage Drive system. Yes, sir. Okay, and uh, before the paddle kayaks, Hobie uh, has got um, a couple of different type of kayaks. I think the more popular ones. We talked about a Revo which is a little bit slimmer version, a little bit faster, but you've also got, uh, I would assume the popular versions would be the pro angler, the, yeah. uh, the outback and the compass. Yeah. Those are kind of the big three real good for our area. Um, stable boats, tight fishing and just about all those. Plus they have decent speed so you can make those longer trips. Okay. So the, the, the Hobie pro angler, I know a lot, it's, it's very popular with, a, with a lot of people, especially the people, uh, I'm not, I'm not as uh, a big guy, but I know some of the bigger guys really enjoy the pro anglers. Can you tell us a little bit about those kayaks? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's a beast on and off the water. Um, super stable. We've got guys that will come out to our demos and pop the seat out and they can actually walk from, from the bow to the stern of the boat. It's so stable. But uh, like I said, super stable. The, the PA-14 is actually a little bit faster. So if you're looking for speed, you get a little bit more speed out of that boat with the, the whole design. Um, but like you said, really stable, great for sight fishing and, and for the bigger guys. Okay. And then, and then there's the Outback. Um, my, uh, my first kayak was a, was a Perception Pescador. And uh, uh, I, I had that one for two months and realized right away, I love this. I want an Outback. I want that. And, uh, fortunately, when I got into it, it was the first year that Hobie came out with the, uh, basically the, for the Outback to sit on top seat. Mm-hmm. rather than sit inside, which was a big upgrade. I know they offered that in the Pro Angler, and then they put that in the Outback. But recently, this year, um, Hobie changed up the Outback. It's probably 
undergone the most changes maybe since they've uh, put that seat in. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, completely redesigned. People, even people who haven't seen them before, are just blown away by by the differences in when they see them in the store. What are the differences between the the Hobie Outback from say last year to to, to the version this year? You know, significant differences that you find. Um, honestly, if you ask me, you could they could have probably marketed it as a whole nother boat, and and people would have still bought it. Just the only thing holding them back was it was in the same price point. Um, but all new hull design, it's faster, it sits low to the water, so you don't catch as much wind. Um, H, H rails integrated into the boat, rectangular hatch, um, a more open deck. So with the old outbacks, you were kind of kind of sitting low into it. It was pre- a pretty narrow, narrow cockpit, but this is wide open. Um, a change to the seat actually made the seat wider. Um, they didn't make it any, any longer, but they, they did make the bottom wider, so it's a little more comfortable. Um, and then the back tank well is is huge. They they did make the boat a little bit longer, but the a huge back tank well and the, the improved rudder was a couple of good upgrades. Yeah, I um I had the older older outback, and when this one came out, I knew I knew I had to have it. And uh, I tell you, it's, in my opinion, it's it's almost a perfect kayak. Uh, now I haven't had the opportunity to fish a lot of the other brands, the the natives and the Jacksons, etc. Mm-hmm. But the upgrade that it was from last year, uh, some of the things I noticed that the rectangular hatch, very nice. Um, the uh, the rudder, how when you run over objects, instead of having to pick up the rudder, it automatically lifts up, yeah. which is very nice. Um, some of the other uh, upgrades, like really the back storage space. Before I, I would have an eight freight and could barely fit, say, a soft cooler behind me because it was jamming up against my back and my seat would be a little bit further. Now yeah. I have plenty of room to put an H crate behind me and also put a cooler behind me. Uh, plenty of room for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to that, and, and you were kind enough, I, I went into the store about two weeks ago before minimalist and I wanted to buy a, uh, a um, front container. Uh, yeah. I think they just got the front container for the Outback. Got him in that day. Uh, yeah. You said, look, uh, yeah, I've got one left. I've got one left. And I said, really? Oh, I'll take it right now. And I found out later that it was yours. Yeah. That you actually put it aside for you. And you're such a good guy. You sold it to me and said, and saying, you know, keeping it for you. And I appreciate that. And I'll repay that favor one day, maybe with some tips uh, for you and guys when you come around Paddlepalooza time. But uh, absolutely, you know, it's, it's, it's a great kayak. Um, you know, it's, it's a little bit, you know, a little bit more expensive. But when you think these things are going to last you years, and still much cheaper than a boat. Um, mm. The last one you have, I think that's very popular, is, is the Compass. And that's something that's been on the market for about two years now. Is that right? Yeah, around two years. Okay. And tell us a little bit about the Compass. Yeah, so the Compass is Hobie's price point boat right now. Um, it's really a blank slate. I've seen some some really cool builds, builds off of it. Um, look at Brandon Barton over in Florida. He fished with it all last year. He was catching tarpon and bull reds and stuff off of it and had an awesome rig. And the cool thing about it is it's a, a $2,000 boat. So depending on what your budget is, you can buy that boat and then trick it out with all kinds of accessories rather than, than going all in with a pro angler um, and being around $3,500. So. Yeah, a lot of cool builds, a lot of cool upgrades. Um, eight, adding H rails to it. I've had a lot of guys, a lot of guys doing that. A lot of guys adding the rectangular hatch, marine mat, and all that stuff. So it's okay. definitely a cheaper boat, um, but there's plenty of room to upgrade to it, and it can it's can be just as good for some situations. It's better than a lot of the other boats. 
Okay, so let's let's talk real quick pricing. So you've got the higher end, really on the, on, on the popular kayaks, are going to be your pro angler, probably your fourteen foot, right? Yeah. Base model pro angler fourteen foot. What does that normally run? Um, right now, the twenty nineteen is running, I believe, around thirty seven. Okay, and then you come down to the to the middle version. We we have the Outback, the brand new Outbacks, and what are they generally running? Outbacks, um, no, regular colors, meaning like the slate blue, papaya, dune, all those are going to be about twenty seven ninety nine, and then the camo will run you about twenty nine fifty. Okay, and then the, the the last one you've got is the is the compass, right? Yeah, the compass is around nineteen fifty. Around nineteen fifty, so you can actually get into one of these really nice pedal driven kayaks for under two thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. And then in addition, I know Hobie's got the, uh, I think they've got that massive 17 footer, which is a, uh, a tandem kayak. Is that right? Yeah. The 17 T, uh, we, we had one a while back. It was a beast to lug around. Um, but that's, that's one of those, those special boats for had a lot, a lot of couples go, go with that boat. It's super stable. They can do whatever they want in it. Um, seen some really cool builds from it, putting trolling motors and, and outboards on the back, little, little hand tiller motors. So. It's, it's absolutely a, there's, there's plenty of room to, to trick it out. And I've seen the Revos. I, I know uh, I think Michael Etheridge actually fishes out the Revo mm-hmm. and uh, that's a very fast uh, kayak. Is that right? Yeah, I, uh, I have a Revo myself, but my little brother has kind of kind of taken that from me. So I'm picked back to the Outback. Now. So it's a good light kayak, though. Is that right? Yeah. Really light. light um, speed. Speed is definitely there. Stability. Some guys can stand in it. I, I can. I don't know. I don't know if Michael can, but um, I've seen Aaron do it as well. Aaron uh, Clay. But um, it's definitely a fast boat. I don't know about some of the other guys. I've got mine up up above seven miles an hour, so you can definitely move in it. Seven miles an hour. Yep, that was that was a false kayak. So no current. <laughs> wow! Wow! So then, uh, and you know, and there's a guy I've seen fish in uh, in uh, Lake Bourne a couple of times when I've been out there. He's actually got the um, uh, he's got the sail, the big sail, mm-hmm. and, and the outriggers on it. Yeah, so that's yeah. something that you can also outfit on these Hobies, right? Yeah, we've uh, we had a co- actually had a couple of Revo customers um, rig theirs out with sails and the AMA kits a while back. So it's it's that, that uh, market's definitely there. Not as much for the fishing guys because it kind of gets gets in our way, but definitely the recreational guys have um, have really taken taken to that. Sure, sure. So, you know, um, grass and low water, mm-hmm. I love my Hobie, but when I get in grass and low water, that's just my Achilles heel. It, you know, especially grass with, with the low water, I can, I can usually, you know, put through it and, you know, stand up and we'll kind of push through it a little bit. And for the most part, you know, most of the fishing's done with, with, with some pretty high water, but some of the best fishing you'll do down in say Delacroix, Reggio and those areas, you're, you're facing a lot of grass mm-hmm. and, when you are in a uh, a, paddle, a pedal kayak, it's it's difficult. You have to pull that drive up. You have to store it somewhere because you are just not going to get through that grass with a uh, a pedal drive. And so I know guys that um, you know love this so much. They have a separate kayak just for fishing those areas uh, where they you know they use a paddle. Um, what type of kayaks do you have that? I mean, typically you're not going to paddle a pro angler. Um, it is all the advantages of the Outback. You know, it's not a kayak that was designed to be paddled long distances and over the day. You know, mm-hmm. um, they have those kayaks that are designed for that. Uh, what type of kayaks do you guys sell over there that are, are you know, really good paddle kayaks? 
Um, we, we do have the wilderness systems, which I had mentioned before, um, boats like the attack, the attack series, they're incredible sight fishing boats. I know we have a couple of our guys in the club that fish out of those. I, I had one myself, um, super stable boats that paddle really well. They're wide open decks. If you like to fly fish, plenty of, plenty of pla places to put your line and get tangled up. Um, we also have the radar series, which a, a pretty unique boat. Um, the radars are actually designed to be paddled, pedaled, or have a motor built into it. So, oh, wow. right okay. there. So, really, you can get in, get into the radar um, for a really good, great price, and then later on upgrade to a pedal drive or even a motor drive if that's some, the route you want to go. What about the wilderness kayaks? I've seen those uh, on display sometimes, and uh, although I have my Hobie, I look at them and I said, "Man." that's a good looking kayak. You know, it's just, it's a, it's a good looking layout. I like a lot of things about it. What kind of price points do they have on, on, uh, those wilderness systems? Um, so actually we're running, running some pretty good deals on our wilderness systems right now. If you're looking to get into them, we got, um, some attacks that are, that are marked down to around a thousand dollars. So great prices on those. Also the radars around seven nineteen to $7.99. Um, so really good deals on those also just about 30, 40% off right now. Wow. So, and with the radar, is that something that you said you can upgrade to a pedal drive at some point? Yeah. So, um, actually, if you're looking at the feed right now, we uh, the boat all the way to the left is the Radar 135 rigged out with the, the pedal drive. So, it's a bicycle-style pedal drive with a prop. Um, great drive, especially for our bass guys who fish in some of the deeper lakes. Um it's a, it's a quick boat. I mean, I, I had one myself. I could get it up three and a half, close to four miles an hour, so no issues there. Plus, once you get to sight fish, um, I have a couple of videos of um, sight fishing from a seat on that boat. So it's super stable. You, you can definitely catch the fish in it. And, you know, I've been next to some people in, 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 um, in my kayak, and in, uh, I've seen them paddling. And some of those, those kayaks will go pretty fast paddling. I mean, they're designed to really cut through the water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's the beauty of them. I mean, we're all, a lot of us have the Hobie. So when we have to, to break out the paddle, it's like, oh, we, we got to paddle again. It, it gets to be brutal. Um, but with a boat like the Attack or the Radar, that's what they're built for. The, the holes are designed different. Um, you pair it up with a really light paddle. You can easily keep up and sometimes beat beat the the pedal guys when it comes down to it. Okay, so so I'm I'm at your store. I'm at the backpacker, and I said, okay, uh, Brock, this is the kayak I want. You know, now it's it's a base model. I'm going to get the seat. You know, say I'm, I'm going with the Hobie. I'm going to get the seat. I'm going to get the the Mirage Drive. I'm going to get some uh, a paddle. You know, that comes with it. But, you know, that's that's just getting me into it, you know, but I'm, I'm a serious fisherman. I'm, I'm going to learn you know, some different things. What type of things do you all do there that you can, you know, the modifications you make or the things you can add to really kind of upgrade your, uh, your fishing experience? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, out the gate, a couple of good things to get or stuff like a, a cart so you can haul your boat. You don't want to be dragging your brand new boat across the concrete or um i did that once at eddie's and he, he really got mad at me for that um but definitely a cart um some uh some of the flush mount rod rod holder extenders because the, the rod the flush mount rod holders are pretty shallow so it, it can be easy to knock them out um, i've lost two rods that way this past year yep I, I lost one and that fish is probably still pulling it around um <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, uh, a leash for your drive. I know a lot of guys when they see the price tag on the drive, they really don't want to lose that. So that a leash for the drive would definitely be a good thing. I think I know. Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Bruce lost his drive last year uh, at Minimalist Challenge, and he actually went swimming for it. If had he had he had the leash drive, yeah, no swimming. Actually, uh, I think Brendan had a little incident before an IFA this year. With, uh, <laughs> First no, 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 I mean, I, I didn't hear this story, so maybe you can you can share it with us because we were launching for IFA and Brendan tried to take the little shortcut and dropped his boat in and the drive went with it. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a degree award. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was about six o'clock in the morning before an IFA, so that was a, a, a fun experience. Oh, that's that's fantastic. I I, I didn't hear that story. Well, I did have a question though. So I know y'all. I've been seeing a lot of the uh, pictures of y'all doing marine mats, and uh, it's primarily been the Hobies. So I, out of my curiosity, I was wondering, are y'all able to offer that in other models of kayaks besides just the Hobies? Or yeah, so we we can either get our marine mat directly from Hobie, or a lot of our custom builds actually come from marine mat um, themselves. Um, prices stay the same. So honestly, if, if Hobie has a, uh, a pattern that you like, we can get it straight from them and it'll have the Hobie logo on it. If not, we can, I can uh, direct you to the Marine Matt website and you can pick out any color you want. I don't know if y'all saw, um, Aaron LaRose's boat with the teak wood and the, the dark outline, which came out pretty cool. Um, and then actually Lance Burgos, the Gator man, the Gator had, man, uh, his How Gator sweet. Print his Gator print Marine mat, which came out awesome. Um, but we can get it for other brands as well, like Jackson, um, native stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's really blown up in, in the past few months, especially with the 2019 outbacks. How, how hard is it to keep that stuff clean? You know, I've never had it. So, uh, mm-hmm. seems like a pretty neat product, but, but I was wondering, is it tough to, to keep the fish slime off of it and stuff? Um, definitely picking a darker color helps. Um, I went with a light gray this year and you can, you can see a little bit of dirt on them. Um, but it's like any light colored pack. It's going to show a little bit of character. They are pretty easy to clean. Just just scrubbing it, uh, with soap and a rag after you get off the water. But, uh, I haven't had too, had too many issues keeping mine clean. So, so real quick, just to go back, I know, um, some of our viewers are are thinking who's the Gator man. And uh, there's, uh, I'm sure that if you if you Google it, there's a uh, a YouTube video out there of uh, Lance Burgess. He's he's out fishing. He's got his kid in the back of his kayak, his Hobie. He's going down. There's a uh, I think it was a jug line that was floating down the river. Noodle, noodle. Yeah, and so so uh, Lance decides to to pick it up and and reel it in. I've had a similar experience, but not with a gator. So as he's picking it up, a uh, a huge gator mouth comes out the water. And uh, he immediately drops the jug line and, and paddles off. I'm sure it scared the crap out of him. Yeah. But, uh, he eventually became known as, as the Gator Man. I saw the job y'all did on his kayak. It, it looks incredible. It's certainly noticeable. So um, what if you want to, to do a marine rat on your kayak? What does that something like that run? So you, uh, for the Outback Pro and Pro Anglers, you have two options. You can either do an interior, which will just be like your cockpit and then um, right behind you in the, in the rear tank well, or you can do a full, which is going to cover like your front hatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Outbacks actually have a, a place right in front of the, the forward rod holders, which um, for a couple of guys like me, that's where I stand. So it kind of come, comes in handy for, um, for, for being comfortable. 
Um, but anyways, for for the, the 2019 Outbacks, you're looking at about 250 for a full kit and 179 for an interior. Um, Pro Angler 12 is going to run you about 315 for full, 220 for interior. And then um, PA 14, about 420, and then 279 for interior. Okay. So you touched on it a little bit, but somebody uh, asked in the group, in a Facebook chat here, um, what's what are the benefits of marine that? Um, for for us down here with what we do is sight fishing. Um, stealth is 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 key. I see Clayton was kind of talking about it. Um, it's it really quiet makes the boat quieter. Like when we're we see a school of redfish and we're freaking out, fumbling with our rod and dropping the paddle and stuff. When the when the, the that stuff hits the deck, it's really loud. But with that mat, it kind of dampens that noise. Um, also, um, see some guys were talking about the grip. It does, does feel better, especially when you're standing up all day, sight fishing. Plus, um, a lot of the color combos look, look really good. So it uh, has that, that physical aspect as well. Yeah, it definitely adds a little pop to the kayak yeah. for sure. Yeah. So I know we've got, um, we talked a little bit about the marine mat. Um, other things you do, I know that you installed an anchor trolley on, mm-hmm. on my kayak. Uh, when I was over there and basically that just, you know, helping you put, uh, down your, um, your stakeout pole, but also, uh, I see a lot of guys with these, the micro power poles. Yep. Um, now I don't want to add additional weight and batteries and poles and stuff, but some guys love it and I've seen them and, you know, I'll be honest, I'm a little jealous in the water sometimes when I see them, uh, you know, pushing the button around the neck and the anchor goes down, I'm fumbling around with a uh, stakeout pole. Is that something you guys sell and install as well? Yeah, we do install the power poles um, on Aaron LaRose's boat. We just did the marine mat and the power pole on there. And we've had a couple of guys in the past um, add them onto their boats as well. Um, but as far as weight goes, it's it's really light. You, you honestly hardly notice it there, especially with the new ultralight spikes. Um, the, the new spikes are around eight and a half feet long, so you can anchor in up to seven and a half, close to eight feet of water. Um, the, the new 2019 Outbacks are actually pre-drilled for it, so no need to buy any more mounts. Um, but um, like, what, the, the thing I tell people is you never realized you needed it until you start. You got to use one. and then yeah, you, yeah. It's hands it's down my favorite uh, kayak accessory. Yeah, you never realized it. <laughs> and that, that's an important point. Um, you bring up that with the Hobies, they're actually uh, pre-designed to put in a, a, a Lawrence Mm-hmm. Uh, GPS depth finder, correct? Yeah. Um, actually, new for the 2019s is they're they're pre-rigged for the side scan. Um, so what a lot of guys have had to do in the past is mount their side scan um, underneath the boat where it's it's exposed, and when we're dragging it, dragging it over dams and through the parking lot, we're really beating up a, a $200 transducer. So with the new ones, you can pull that up inside the boat, and all your wires are ran real nice and neat. So it's really, in my opinion, it's one of the easiest ways to rig a fish finder on the market right now. And that's something that you guys will do as well. You will help uh, rig up a GPS def, uh, fish finder? Yes, sir. We do We do that. Okay, great. And so um, let me ask you this. And I'm not sure. I, I, I honestly don't know the answer to this question. Uh, problems I've had, you know, some, some issues come up in the past with, you know, the Outback. Just, you know, wear and tear. You, you, you break something. You bend something. Do y'all do any type of service or repairs to that, or can you refer people out to a place that can that can help out on on, on those issues? They've had to do it for me. I, I've <laughs> been a few masts 
Yeah, uh, uh, four wheel driving through there. <laughs> yeah, we, we do a lot of in our in house repairs. We're a, a full service Hobie um, repair shop, so we I've got a boat in right now that's it's, it's a Hobie um, tandem. It's probably close to 10, 12 years old, and we're about to do a whole rehaul of its drives, upgrade them to the to the GT fins. Um, so really, whether it's breaking something, I have guys come up to me all the time at tournaments looking. Like, hey, do you have a spare mast? I've just bent one, so I go in the bag and pull one out and give it to them. Um, but, yeah, all those repairs, um, we have a lot of guys right before the season coming in, looking at just getting their stuff looked over, making sure everything's in working order before the tournaments start up. So that's that's been a, a kind of a recent trend lately. Yeah, and, and that's something I, um, you know, sometimes uh, there are guys out there, and one of the things I think that we all love about kayak fishing is that, you know, you can start making modifications to it and doing things to it. And, you know, you're not as concerned about drilling into a kayak as you are a, uh, a boat mm-hmm. um, until you've been out in Leeville in that current and you start wondering if those holes are properly sealed. Yeah, that's, but, uh, that's why we, we recommend doing, doing it out the gate with us before you go home and are doing it by the light of your garage. Absolutely. You know, it's one of those things you drop it off during the week and get it done. You, you pick it up over the weekend. Yes, sir. So, you know, one thing I'm really excited about, I saw this um, on Facebook or, or something, but Hobie's coming out with a Bimini top for their kayaks. Yep. We, so, uh, oh, uh, we, got, that. we got a couple of those on order. Um, I'm expecting those to be a real hit for Ride the Bull this year. A lot of guys who, who rig up their own umbrellas, and I know you were talking about it, rigged up an umbrella, and then a couple minutes later it was inside out and halfway in the water. So. One of the worst times to fish, I find, in a kayak, at least, is is the summer because um, it gets hot and, and, you know, it's a workout and you're putting forth, you burn some calories, et cetera. But uh, I did have a a big umbrella. It was actually one of those um, sand umbrellas. My daughter had the the sandbox with the big umbrella and stuff like that. I said, you know, ride the bulls in August. I'm going to bring that with me. I had it out there. I put it in my uh, rod holder. And five minutes later, Augusta went I was sweating rest of the day. <laughs> that Bimini top is specifically or designed for the Outback or for, for Hobies. Yeah, for Hobies. Um, it, it plugs into everything that's already on the Hobie, so you don't have to worry about drilling any other holes. Plus, it gives you a lot of room to where you can stick a rod out of the side and still fight a fish, um, still do everything you would do um, typically at Ride the Bull or, or on a paddling trip. I know Todd Lewis has got to be just drooling over that. Has he placed his pre-order yet for his Bimini top? We're we're working on getting a special tie dye edition. Um, still, still <laughs> with Hobie on that, but uh, that that's to be determined. I can Any see idea? we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to write into our tournament rules for you Hobie guys that I I don't want to see y'all using your Bimini tops as sails. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Tyler and I were talking about that earlier. Any idea what those uh, Bimini tops are gonna run? Because I, I think I'm gonna buy one for the uh, for the for the summer. I believe I was looking at them the other day. Should run you. I think it was like 160 or 170. Okay. Now, Brock, do they come with the little thing to hold the glass of wine as well? Uh, that, that's an additional $25. Okay. That's an option. It's, it's something they can <laughs> accessorize. One of the things I've, I've seen, and, um, you know, we, we've all been in the, uh, the the kayak that they're meant to stand up in. They're very stable. But sooner or later, we're going to fall out. You know, we're, we're going to move over. Uh, a lot of these guys that do the sight fishing, um, 
they have these stands that they build for the outback or for the for the Hobies anyway, that basically you can fold it down or you can lift it up. It's almost like a, a lean to where you can lean up against it and fish. Are you familiar with what I'm talking about? Yeah, we uh we do install those. I've had a couple of couple of people install them in the past on the compass. Some some people who weren't completely confident in being able to stand in that boat put them on there. We have them for the outbacks and PAs as well. Um, but another cool thing about it is you can mount a lot of stuff to it. The Hobie ones are built with H rails, so you can add on any H rail rod holder or wine glass holder, cup holder, um, really whatever you want to put on there. Yeah, a paddle holder so you never have to, to bend down to pick up your rod or paddle um to, to so you never take your eyes off of that fish that you see you know that's fantastic for a lot of guys out there that drink wine like me um it sounds like it's a it's a must-have accessory on your i'm really because because i love this kayak that i'm in now and uh i just i, I want to go spend money on it you know i just i want to treat it like a fine you know uh a fine lady you know where you want to just you know buy it diamonds and pearls and, and you know fix it up nice and hey, we, um, we got valentine's day coming up so you might want to come see absolutely absolutely i know that we're, we're uh i'm getting the uh the finger logo from tyler hey wrap it up we're getting close to an hour i can't believe it's been an hour i've had so much fun talking to you guys and it's going to be another week before i get to talk to anybody else on this but um run us again real quick uh, the specials that you guys have right now y'all have got 30 40 percent off on on some of these kayaks what what, what kayaks out there are y'all running the specials on so we, we've got the Radar Series, which is going to be anywhere from $720 to $799. Um, those are, that's the, the series that can accept the paddle, pedals, or motor drive. Also, the the attacks are around $1,000, which is a really great boat to sight fish from and stand on. And then we also have a bunch of demo specials. Um, so we've got some older movie demos that, that, that we've used in the past that we're ready to get rid of. You can get rid of really cheap. Um, just to, to highlight one of them that's really good, we've got the Hobie Sport demo um, upgraded drive and rudder for around a thousand dollars. So if you got a wow. kid who wants to get out there, um, any 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 ladies, wives, girlfriends that really want to get into Hobie, we've got the Sport for really steal the deal. <laughs> now, real quick uh, before before I leave you, Brock, uh, Paddlepalooza is coming up May fourth. May the fourth be with you. Um, I understand that Backpacker is planning something special for this year's uh, Paddlepalooza. Uh, can you tell us a little bit, without giving it away, can you tell us a little bit about what you guys are planning? Yeah, so um, in the past, we've, we've done the, the typical pro angler for first place. You see everybody hoisted up in the pro angler, showing off, getting their, their parade around the marina. Um, and then one of the, the outbacks for second place. But this year we've got something something pretty special. Uh, are, we, are we talking a ski trip here? Am I going to Colorado this year? No ski trips. Um, you got to win first, Sean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this is in, my the year. Past, in the past, a lot of the guys, they've already got tricked out boats. So they, I mean, they get a, an, an outback or PA and, um, they end up end up selling the boat anyway because they already have something tricked out. But this year we got something pretty special coming that uh, I think a lot of guys are going to like. Well, I, you know, I'm really looking forward to that. I know you and and Backpacker and, and Aaron LaRose, our sponsor coordinator, are working out the details on that. Mm-hmm. Um, we certainly want to have you back before Paddlepalooza. Uh, basically, uh, I think we, we're looking at April is going to be Paddlepalooza month. We are going to be discussing everything Paddlepalooza. We are certainly going to have you on again. 
if you're willing uh, to come back, uh, we certainly enjoyed having you to talk a little bit about uh, Paddlepalooza and maybe showing off some of the kayaks that uh, will be given out in first and second place. So uh, we're going to uh, certainly uh, look at that again. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting a sign that we're over an hour now. I, I just can't believe it. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that um, this show is going to air every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Central. Uh, Tyler, do we have any more questions from our audience before? Okay. No questions. I just wanted to uh, also remind everybody that the um, registration is open for Trout Challenge as of uh, this afternoon. So um, make sure you get signed up for that. I think we've already got uh, how many people signed up? I think, uh, I think 16 or 17 uh, in just, a, uh, you know, six six hours or so. so. Yeah, that, that's going to be great. You know, it's, it's, it's your opportunity to qualify for the championship. Uh, Brock, I know you qualified uh, for the championship at Minimus Challenge this year, right? Yeah, just narrowly, but uh, could have done a little better if that that fish was. If that fish would have, yeah, if that fish would have made it, you were you were top ten for sure. Uh, I think you were not even a quarter inch over on that last redfish. Twenty seven. Yeah, twenty seven. That's you know I, I'm gonna have to put that one on Todd. He was he was he was measuring the fish, so just remember that. Uh, Josh, is there anything you need to add before we uh, sign off here? Yeah, quick PSA. Uh was in the backpack earlier this week and noticed some really nice Hobie inflatable uh, PFDs as well as the, you know, the regular life vest. It's got the foam padding in there. So if you go get a kayak, get a PFD. Don't get on the water without one. All of our tournaments, you're required to have one. Uh, I hate to get on Facebook and see where somebody uh, had an accident and they weren't wearing a PFD. So if you're going to do this uh, small investment, make sure you got it. Backpackers got them. Go see them. Absolutely. Well, look, uh, you know, if you missed part of tonight's episode, you can check it out on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, also, I think uh, it'll be available as a podcast pending Apple approval. I think Tyler informed me earlier that it is available for uh, Google Google Podcasts. So I think I, what was I'm that assuming it's that's for the Android uh, users, maybe. <sighs> yeah, yeah. So, look, special thanks to Josh Thompson. Josh, thank you for coming out. Um, and, and spending some time with us tonight. Special Jordan. thanks to Brock Miller with a backpacker. Brock, uh, please tell everybody there we appreciate everything you do with the club. Really enjoyed having you on tonight and talking to you about kayaks and fishing, etc. Look Thank forward you. to having you back on here shortly. Yes, sir. Thank you all so much. All right. Uh, so good night, everybody. Thanks, Tight lines. And uh, we'll see you next week.